The Danger Junior special interview room is sponsored by GoGo Jobs. Do you wear GoGo boots and need a job? Send some pictures and maybe your resume to GoGo Jobs, and Glenn will look it over and tell you what jobs you should apply for. He's real good at it. We'll hear more from Glenn and what he won't do with the pictures later in the show. Hi, welcome to the Danger Junior Writer's Room. We're the show where uh, a few members of Danger Junior and their friends uh, write some comedy sketches, talk about life, and talk about what our sketches work and what don't work. It's a little bit of comedy, a little bit of writing, a little bit of fart jokes. A lot of bit of fun. A lot a lot of bit of fun? How a does lot, that make sense? A how, lot of bit. A lot of a bit. How does that make sense, Megan? It's the whole bit. That No, a so bit is something bits. small. So you get the whole bit. A little bit is a little bit of the bit. So... Yeah, but a lot of a bit is kind of an oxymoron. You're an oxymoron. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. My name is Austin Sesson, and I'm going to go around the room and ask everyone, um, pee or poop? No, that's not the question. We finally did it. We finally. <laughs> You're doing it. You're really starting to believe. It's like, it's like when you can see the Peter poop is like. No, the question is going to be, uh, what's your favorite color? Mine's blue. Did we do this one? No, we did. We did. Oh, we did. We, we did red or white. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but that was a different thing because it was actually about wine. Yes, it was. But going to Blake Brown. Hi, Hi I'm, I'm Blake, Blake Brown. Brown. <gasps> How'd you do that? Good there's job. Two, there's two Blake Browns. How'd Good job. That? All right. Uh, my name is Blake, and I like a lot of colors. But my favorite color is also a pattern. Now it's a combination of a pattern and a color. It's... It's not, it's not a color, is it? That's it is. No, no, no. It's a combination of a color and a pattern. That's I think they work really well. It's actually two. I like <laughs> I, I, I like seafoam green. Oh, that's a good one. With tortoiseshell. And I like coral, like yeah. a pastel pink with tortoiseshell. Like I think tortoiseshell. You're describing a badass guitar. I am. And yeah, my favorite is. guitar is, with yeah. A, with Shout out to Fender. Good job. I just, I just wanted. fretboard? I just wanted sure. a one word yeah. answer. Logan. I like green. My name's Logan. That's a good one. Green Sorry, too. you wanted a one ver- one word answer. Yeah, it's just like like second graders can answer I like this red. question. Okay. I like red. Hi, yeah. I'm Megan, and I, I like green too. Very and good. That's why we make marital love. Mm-hmm. Jimmy. Yeah. Um, I once heard that <laughs> black was all the colors. That's true. We don't know that, but I heard it. I think that's true. I don't know. It could be. Science will never know. We'll never know. Yeah. So my, my favorite color is also red. <laughs> wow, we're real Christmassy at the table. Just red and green. Oh, well, I, I picked He blue, said blue. So mm. Green. Uh, we're France? RGB, though. At least we stayed within the confines oh, yeah, of RGB. Oh, yeah, we can make dude. any color now. Yeah. <clears throat> if you can make a color right now, what would it be? Uh, What's favorite question? color person. Oh, my. What? <laughs> uh, if people <laughs> any color. Technically, we could only make purple any color of yeah. if, if you I could, could have if any you could color make person, one color. I would have a purple person. Yeah. A flying purple people eater. 
No, I wouldn't want someone to eat. My green chroma doesn't work that well, so I guess purple probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really nice. Purple's a great color, and I'd say it's definitely my runner-up. Purple was my favorite color in high school. Mm -hmm. I like purple. Wait, Austin. If I could make any one color, uh, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. If I could make any one color, I would make uh, a singular color that is interpreted by your eyes as seafoam green and tortoiseshell. But it's one color. <laughs> if I could make any one that color, that would be my favorite I would color. Make glimple. Glim- oh, glimple. glimple. What is that? Just Describe like a wrinkly it. blue? You can't. All right, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Austin, didn't you say one time, or you did say, I'm, I just, I, I'm sure I'm not describing as well as you could, that you, you don't have like a color deficiency, but there, there's some. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not colorblind. I'm color. Yeah. Like I have a color deficiency, a dutan anomaly. Yeah. So my green chroma doesn't work. Oh, as, your green as well. Chroma it doesn't, doesn't receive work. as much light. And what does that mean? That means um, some colors are really hard to tell apart. So the can other, you you can't see green? The other day at no, the store. No, I can see it, um, but it's just like sometimes like a dark green and purple and like blue and black. Like if Look the same. Is that cool why colors. you're wearing neon green pants, a neon green shirt, and a neon green tank top white I, beater? I actually have to label all the stuff, and yeah. I know that it is neon green. Oh, so that was a choice. Um, kind of. <laughs> All right. I just don't want to deviate. Like, I don't want to mix neon green and other colors. Yeah. You, yeah. you know that scene from the Daredevil with Ben Affleck? Mm-hmm. And then he, like, folds his money a certain way so he knows, like, what this... Oh, this is a $10 bill because I, mm-hmm. I folded it long ways. That's, yes. Do you do that with your clothes? Uh, yes. I, um, see what I do is I put them in a pile mm. uh, very distinctly, but I know which side of the pile is which color. Do you fold your money, too? Um, I just shred it. Can he you can't see money. See money. It's, green. it's green. You can't so see it. So let me. Yeah. That's not I'm going to tag along. Tag on to that. Uh, that um, Ben Affleck Daredevil question. Do you <laughs> do you have a giant uh, wallet for your folded clothes? <laughs> okay, you really just want to understand your life. Where are you going to put it? Yeah, I actually have really bad hip problems because I keep it right in my back clothes. pocket. Yeah, on my clothes. That's why he's always shaking them hips when he walks. Yeah, I thought you were just yeah. loaded. He's got dude. a big old fat wallet right behind those thick Sweet ass cans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you were robbing a bank, you wouldn't know where to start. No, I wouldn't. And that's why I haven't tried. Probably, uh, yeah. the vault. <laughs> and that's why I haven't succeeded. If I if I was able to see color, I would be really good at robbing banks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can still see gold. That's the only thing holding you back. That's why I'm an Olympic first place medalist. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, this is a part of the show where we have to talk a little bit before we go write some sketches. Megan, Drum roll, please. What's our topic this week? The topic tonight, boys, is jobs. Good jobs. jobs. Bad jobs. Jobs. Good or bad interviews. Do you write cover letters? Do you not write cover letters? I want to know. I want to know what it would be like to live in a world where the only thing different is jobs is pronounced jobs. Jobs. Bobus. Let me ask you this, Blake. Do you pronounce moving pictures GIF or JIF? Uh, I say... God damn it, I was going to say that. Oh, my bad. I say GIF because everybody else... I mean, here's the deal. It's obviously GIF. The guy Mm. that created it has told... Even though it stands for graphics? Has told everyone that it's GIF. G-graphics? I mean, it doesn't matter because he's the one that that made it. And and this this is his world. We're just living in it, you know? Hmm. But, you know, God made mallards, and then we started calling them ducks. So, Amen. Uh, I say gif because I don't want to be looked at funny because nobody likes a person that says gif. Uh, I I think that's an interesting uh, question to ask. Um, 
Like because, you know, you're also asking, you know, when an art has been released to the public, is it is it now the property of the public or mm. is it still the property After of the artist? After 100 years, music is the property of the public. That is yep. very true. After 75 years, Sorry, my grandpa died. So. So he's jobs. ours now. So he's jobs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, if no one has a specific story they want to start with, I'll start. I, don't I insist. Job, so. Yeah. Okay, so worst job I've ever had. Here's the deal. I was working uh, at an escape game, um, like a company that runs those. And here's the deal. The real escape is that, game was working up the courage to quit. Yeah. Um, that job was the worst job I've ever had because it felt like being in a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, it was right when I first moved here to Austin, and I only worked there for like three months. And after about a month of working there, every day that I would come home, Logan and our roommates would be like, so what crazy thing happened today? Like, that's like how severe it was. And I have other friends that work for this company that say that it's not as bad where they live. So I think it might have just been my the store that's here. Mm-hmm. But um, they were they were a religious-based company, which is fine, um, except for you kind of had to adhere to that stuff to work there you had to make every customer say 10 lord's prayers and 10 hail marys before <laughs> you took any payment mm, so pretty cool so like okay so the, the two weirdest things to me were that the the workplace had this like toxic positivity almost like you had to be positive 100 percent of the time sounds like a gmc Blame. did you work at it was it a supplement store you worked at no it was an escape game okay yeah. So you couldn't, um, so I, and I had worked at an escape game in Nashville for three years before moving here. And your job is essentially professional people watching, right? Like you're, mm. you're watching the general public try and solve puzzles and it's very fun. And most people are stupid. And so most people are dumb. Yeah. And so, um, you know, or, or like they just get in, like a lot of times couples will get in like really bad fights and it's like, you know that I'm like listening and watching to everything you're saying so <laughs> right funny. now or That's like awesome. the parents will yell at their kids. Like it's like people who don't get along like familially, familially will yeah. try and play together and you're like, this like is it all awkward. Comes out. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. So like that's your job and it's very fun. But part of the fun is like talking to your coworkers and being like, yo, listen what these fucking people are saying and like taking your headphones out and letting it play openly in the room and like talking shit about them. Um, <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Um, but in the same way that like if you work in retail and you deal with someone really shitty, like you're going to go to the break room and be like, you'll never fucking believe this bitch that I just, you know what I mean? Mm, like yeah, yeah. it's kind of a part of working in the public mm-hmm. is that people are shitty. Um, but at this job, like you couldn't say anything negative and not just anything negative about the customers. You couldn't, you couldn't come in and be like, man, my day is just really fucking sucked. Like my, you know, my, I got a flat tire and I woke up late and I was out of breakfast. I don't know. Like you couldn't, they would be like, can you just, you know, not talk about that here? And you were like, this is my life. Like, I'm just telling you what's going on in my life. Couldn't do it. Um, and if you cursed at all. It wasn't just management that would like that would like come down on you. Everyone in the room, like if I was like, "Man, I'm so fucking tired," everyone would look at you and go, "Language." And it was like, like it was like everyone was policing each other all the time. Was this the one downtown? 
That sounds yes. like that sounds oh, like gosh. I got invited to go to that one. Like literally, this and last listen, weekend. I'm not. I don't want to say the name of it because they make amazing rooms, and I will go back and play them. <laughs> like it's it's super fun, and like the stuff that they make was great, and that's why I was interested in working there. And that, like I said, I think it's just the Austin location because mm. I have friends that work out of their stores. They're like, that's not my experience at all. Um, but anyway, I want to go back there, and we I want to. I want to hand them my money. And as soon as I hand them the money, I'll be like, fuck shit, piss cunt. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah. you fucking suck. Yeah. yeah. Suck, should... suck my dick. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. And sucky, sucky, sucky. I had suck. a terrible day. My <laughs> chill. Yeah, suck. Yeah, just tell them suck all the bad things in your life. Suck my big puzzle knob. So, puzzle. <laughs> so a couple other things that happened to me that I just think are, that like kind of solidified to me like, oh, you kind of have to buy into like the mentality of this job to work here by like, and by mentality of the job, I mean like loving the job. Like you would do mm-hmm. anything for the job. Which, by the way, if your games got canceled or, like, no one booked a game in a time slot that you were working, they would just either call you out, like, call you, like, don't come in, or they would send you home early. So, like, I was scheduled for a full 40 hours every week, and I was consistently getting under 20. What? Because, like, if it's, like, during South By, which is when I worked there, I was working the full time because they're really busy. But if they're on an off week and there's no games, they send you home. Wild. Yeah. Mm, okay. um, That's pretty cool, honestly, because I really like being forced to like pretend this is my nine to five job, but then only getting paid for half that and job. And committing yep. myself during yeah, yeah. your yeah. time. Yeah. So it's like I was, it's like I couldn't make plans during those times. Yeah. It was so stupid. So anyway, um, one of the crazier things that happened to me is I was sitting, um, running a game and there was one guy that worked there that I actually kind of became friends with. Um, and... <laughs> I was sitting, he was, he was running 49 years old. He was running the His game name is next Jerry to me. Seinfeld. <laughs> and I was sitting there and I was running a game and I said a curse word just kind of like under my breath because I was frustrated with the the people. And he kind of like looked at me like side-eyed and just kind of like shook his head no really subtly. And I looked back at him and I was like, "What?" And he he just kind of like like kept nodding he was, no. Was like, and I was in, like, hear you. Stop." You're gonna get us in fucking trouble, Jimmy. You're oh, not really? wrong. I was yeah. like, "What?" And so he, they, he looks at me. Cameras on you guys with he, cameras on other people. Jimmy, he looks at me, and then he looks up at the corner of the room where there's a camera, and yeah. looks back at me, and is like, "Hey, when do you take your break?" And I was like, "After this game." And he was like, "Okay, I'll come in there with you." And oh I was like, gosh. "Okay," because the break room of this building is the only room without a camera. Um, Even and so the bathrooms have cameras. We get. He sees nice. you when yeah, you're pissing. We get into. The break room and I'm like, what the fuck was that about, dog? And he was like, I just need you to know, like, they are watching. Like, corporate has positions, uh, like that their job is to watch the cameras at all the stores. Come, that's what I would do and every you, twenty seconds. You will come. be, you will How be long written does it take up. Me to get fired. I'm gonna speed run getting fired from this job. And I was like, come. are you fucking kidding me? And he was like, No, I'm not. Like, oh, that's a wow. position that they hire for. So that Carrie happened. Fisher didn't kill herself. Um, I got written up in because they write so you write notes about the teams as as you're playing yeah. so that it's it's so that you can say like oh they solved this puzzle really easily or they're really struggling with this like that, a review thing for the game kind of so that way like if 30 groups in a row can't solve one puzzle then it's they'll be like maybe we need to rethink that puzzle it's too hard yeah right so you keep notes on your teams just for to mm-hmm. make the game better over time um, and I knew that it was someone's job to read those because they're the game engineers. And so I would put like little jokes in there or quote funny things that the customers said, right? Because I was like, somebody has to spend all day reading these. Like, I'm going to try and this like make funny, it yeah. fun for them. 
Um, and I got in trouble for that at first. And they were like, you really just need to keep these professional. And I was like, okay, fine. So then later I was typing something out and I was like, you know, this team is really struggling. Um, most people in the group are newbies. Only a couple of them have ever played before. And I got written up uh, for, for calling them newbies. And I was like, they're literally new. Like, I'm not yeah. saying they're dumb or like, I'm not insult. They're literally, what? It's like some, what? Dude, this is all like some, some bossing say shit, dude. So then, okay. So then the last thing that I'll say about this job that was crazy is y'all know me. I like fun earrings. No I yep. sell funny oh, earrings yeah. on the internet. Um, I wear crazy colored eyeshadow and nail polish. Like I like, I'm very colorful. Yeah. You made Austin's outfit. right now. (laughs) Um, so I would like put in the time, like when I would go to work, I would like look nice. I try to look nice when I go into a job. Um, and so I would wear like funny colored eyeshadow. Like I have cute headbands, like rings, earrings, whatever. But our, our dress code was like black pants, black shoes, and the black t-shirt that they give you. That's like, I escaped. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would kind of like wear a bracelet, like, you know, yeah, pump it up. up, spice it up. Yeah. And there was one day, no one ever said anything to me about how I was dressing, but there was one day that we had like a quarterly meeting and the manager was like, I'm just going to take a second to go over some points in our handbook that, um, you know, corporate has asked me to point out to you guys. Ugh. Um, and he starts reading from the dress code. Corporations section. I think really good are, Jeez. are really good for like like social psyches and like people's like psychic well-being. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Individuality. People yeah. like being called out in front of a lot of people yep. when everybody knows it's about yeah. them. Yep. For things that aren't problems and our soul <laughs> knows it's not a problem. Yep. So he starts reading well from the dress code section and it's like headbands may not be worn unless they are of a neutral color and less than one inch thick. No jewelry mm-hmm. shall be worn aside from stud earrings and wedding bands. Um, studies show that seven people won't come here if you're wearing yeah. specifically that clothes and we can't it was turn like, them away. It was like so. all, all, um, makeup shall be of a neutral color, like blah, blah, blah. All Is this, this for guests or, Literally, or for employees. For, okay. Literally Alienize every, your market. every single your market. coworker of Alienize. mine is like looking <laughs> yeah. over at me and being like, yeah. cause I'm at the oh, team wow. meeting with like glitter eyeshadow, yeah. pink lipstick. Like I'm like, I'm like, oh, I look like a clown. Like they're reading this and I look like a clown. Mm. So they're all, <laughs> they're all Dude, looking like, at me. And so after the meeting, I went up to my manager cause the manager was actually pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, and I had asked him about other things before kind of um, secretly. And I was like, like you're like, what's a, you're like, what's a penis? Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you that. And she's like, okay, well. He was really know. cool. He was just working in as a manager there, but he <laughs> wanted to go into film and stuff. And so he was like, <laughs> he was like, oh, well, like whenever I quit here, like I'll hire you for my movies and shit. I was like, sick. Anyway. Um, so I went up to him and I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, why would you, why would you read that? Like, why did they want you to say that? And he was like, Megan, he said, I have my own opinions about this that I would share with you outside of work. If you were to ask me, he said, but what I have been told to tell you, if you approach me about it is that have mm-hmm. faith, my child, he said, and meaning that corporate was like, you need to read this so that she stops. And if she asks you about it, this is what you say. So he said, this is what I've been told to tell you if you ask me about it. He said, if you are wearing, like, a, let's say a really fun headband or really cute earrings and someone, a, a guest asks you about that, yeah. then now the conversation is about your headband or your earrings instead of the cool t-shirt that you have on, which we want them to buy. 
No, I, to- I totally get that because you're trying to sell shirts. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I'm <laughs> yeah. going to wear it's that a shirt. shirt. Yeah. Now I'm going to wear that shirt underneath a sweater that I made myself that is covered in ketchup stains and pictures of Bill Clinton. Yeah. You would be fired the first day. I don't. And I don't think you understand. I'm going to wear an Ashanka. You wouldn't just like be the, fired. The you would be hat. killed. You would be eliminated, <laughs> taken <laughs> out. That is like a pussy hat, like from the mm-hmm. the women's protests. Yeah. But it's also an Ashanka, the Russian hat. And then I'm going to wear Nike Air Force Ones mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just because that's fly as hell. Yep. And then neon green pants like my boy Austin. Yeah. Shout out yeah. Austin. Yeah. Are you going to take my Fuck neon green pants so because I need the them next Tuesday? Day, take them, taking them right off your crotch. The next okay. day that I went into work, I wore stud pearl earrings. I wore Game a half shit. inch gray headband with my hair in a messy bun. I had no makeup on. I wore my t-shirt. I wore plain black jeans, black sneakers, no jewelry, nothing. I looked like I just rolled out of bed, like I didn't care where I was going, and I showed up to work, and everyone was like, whoa, who is that? And I was like, good morning. I'm here for my professional corporate job. And then they took you, to, my they cool took you to pilot, and literally, then they were like, crucifier. Literally yeah. every single, like... <laughs> Which one do you want me to kill? Every single <laughs> game that I led. Or a clown. Or a clown. <laughs> so you take, you take the group from the lobby to their room. You, mm-hmm. like, walk them there. And as you oh walk by... It's right by the game control room. And the door is pretty thin, so you can hear the people talking. And so when I would walk by, I would be like, look at this cool t-shirt I have yeah. on. Don't you want to buy? Yeah. We're selling them at the front. Like, I would, like, make it That's really obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, my manager got really mad at me, and I was like, I don't care. I'm quitting, so. Yeah, yeah I don't. I had so, there's so many other fucking, they made you recite the Ten Commandments of the, of, of the, the Bible? No, of the, of the <laughs> corporation. Murder. Okay, you had to take, you had to take pop quizzes online and you would get I a grade about yeah. like their mission statement, their value statement, like all so sorts how of things. Much, how much were you getting paid to get brainwashed? Yeah. 11 an hour. That is insane. No. I mean, granted, I did get a raise after working there for one month. I went up to 12. Oh my hey, god! That's that pretty good. Wait, All right, so no. can I? I want to preface this because I think I've told you this, and if I haven't, I'm I'd be very surprised. But I don't think I've told the listener. She probably doesn't remember. Shut <laughs> the fuck up! She's got a bad memory. Shut up! She's got a bad. Memory. Shut up! <laughs> it's probably it. Well, then it's better than because it's like a brand new movie. Yeah. That's how I feel every time Logan tells me a story. <laughs> it's like, it was a brand new He's story. He's like, I've told you this four times. I'm like, this is great. We could be together forever. Oh and I'll gosh. just get to hear all your stories for the first time. So I wholeheartedly <laughs> believe 99% of the time that jobs are cults already. Mm-hmm. Oh, because yeah. this is the language of every interview. We're a family here. Yep. You know, yep. you ain't my fucking family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're a family here. You know, they have principles yep right like yeah there's a dogma yep there's mm-hmm. rules yeah there's punishments yep. oh, yeah there's a community stigma yep if you step out of line right yep. if you ever left a job it doesn't feel the same when you go back in nope it's oh, a little no. different yeah oh yeah when you leave and you come back yeah. after like six months it's strange it's a yeah. different that's place. how i feel about the dog place that i used to work at because yeah. like i still talk to those people every once in a while and they do that thing where they're like you're welcome back anytime like you know bring your dog and we'll still hang out and blah 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 but yeah. every time i bring back momo the, to the dog place like for boarding whatever they always look at me and they're like hey Twitter. and i'm I like to, like they'll be like really swamped and i'm like standing in the lobby as a customer yeah. and they're like super yeah. busy and i'm like hey here's I my used dog to work at this pizza place it was like one of my favorite jobs i've ever had and i stopped working there when i moved to nashville and i go back now and i think like only two people are the same 
it's definitely fucking weird like yeah. going in there because it's like i know probably more about this job than anyone that works there because yeah. i worked there for like seven years and most of the people i mean you know i've been gone for four so most of the people could not have worked there longer than i i did it's definitely weird going in and then being like how many people are you gonna be having today yeah what pizza would you like pet yes like and i'm like and you're like i you don't care about pizza yeah. i yeah. know what pizza is i know pizza yeah <laughs> Yeah. Thou shalt not murder. Yeah. Yeah. I always hate I see in, you I hate in interviews when jobs are like that. Like yeah. it's so But ugh. it's it's so dumb because they want you to basically hey, will you pretend that you believe that this, that this job is, is a cult? Life. Yeah. And then in the interview you're like, Oh yeah, these are my values as well. Oh, I agree. It's mm-hmm. like totally I'll agree. do anything. I'll do yeah, anything. I'll do this job. You want me to suck your toes? I'll, I'll suck yeah. your toes. Yeah, I'll, I'll suck that toe in my mouth. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I'll think whatever you think about the gays. I don't care. I'd love to get this job at Chick-fil-A. That'd be awesome. You're hired. Thank you. Wait, what? It's me, John Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, what? What's Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A, it's a chicken store. What is that? Is that like another GMC kind of thing? True it, Kathy, you ever heard of them? GNC or GMC? I actually don't know. It's a big difference. GNC is bankrupt. You guys want to hear my favorite jobs (gasps) I ever had? Yeah, I do. My two favorite jobs I ever had? Yep. Yes. I bet you guys didn't know that I was a fucking filthy, slobbering capitalist. And when we I was all knew a, this, you buy things. And when I was a 12-year-old <laughs> like and 13-year-old and 14-year-old, I started two businesses oh, with yeah. my friends. Oh, yeah? But do you have a lemonade stand? <laughs> two businesses. One, when I was 12 years old, maybe a little bit younger, me and a friend of mine would go and buy a bunch of fireworks. And then we would go to people, because he had lived in like a really rich neighborhood. We would go to people in his neighborhood's houses, and we'd ask them if we could destroy their uh, anthills in the backyard. What? Take care of their ant hills for them. And you just blow up fireworks. We would blow those hills straight to hell. In oh my god! <laughs> we would raise them to the ground. That's actually really funny. It was incredible. That, I like that. We cult. made money That's a off cult of it. I can give behind. Fireworks. We made, it was just me and my buddy. Cult. <laughs> and we would just stick fireworks in there. We would make like little flamethrowers. We would like just like, we would put like this is actually crazy, and I can't believe his parents were cool with this. We would get like chemicals, like mm-hmm. bleach and shit. Like chloroform? Gas. I'm not joking. We'd get like gasoline, bleach, and we would like try to make like funny color flames like on the anthills and then like stick fireworks in there while it was still on fire so that they'd blow up. Yeah. It was crazy, man. I mean, Um, you pretty much just have to pour gasoline on an anthill and it's pretty much done. Yeah, but... That's not as fun. There's a certain amount of showmanship that goes into it. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, what's I, the second? Wait, what's the that? second? That's business? what people are paying. Well, hold on, let me interject real quick. Yeah, let, I, that, interject that made me that one. made me think of uh, my my best friend Brandon in fourth grade. I would yeah, go that was to, my business partner. Yeah, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, you know Brandon. I'm uh, joking. I know you are. Uh, you would never be friends with Brandon. We all know this. Anyways, so me and Brandon would hang out in fourth grade a lot, and I I honestly thinking back, like I would go over there to like do naughty shit like okay what what <laughs> why would why that word? jesus no no play like grand theft auto and diablo 2 oh, okay. which i i didn't have and watch south park i didn't have access to these things because my parents were um strict about that um but uh you know we would be hanging out and then uh at, at one point we started like roaming around in his like in the lot behind like the woods behind his uh, backyard and he brought fireworks one time i was like oh yeah let's blow shit up Right. And he was like blowing up frogs. You ever have a friend Uh-oh. like that? Frogs? Oh, no. Yeah, right? It's like ants. I'll blow that up. Frogs. No, you've crossed the line. They're bigger than ants. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And they have human emotions and 
human yeah. traits. Mm. We pack bond with frogs, but we don't pack bond with ants. He was just Amen. taking like M80s and sticking them down their throat and lighting Dude, it or something. Really, oh my God. We don't have to get graphic about Come it. Come on, tell me what he was doing. I want to know. He was just like throwing it in, in their pond, in their, like, which is basically their house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever throw a house. stick of dynamite in somebody's apartment? Like, you wouldn't do that. Why would you do it to no, the fucking No, I've never done anyway, that. Anyway, sorry, I Unless just thought about that. Unless there's showmanship involved. I've done that ever. Real quick. <laughs> uh, your second job. So the second one that I did was I used to date this Puerto Rican girl. That was the job? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the whole job. Hey, yay, that was like, hey. hey fireworks <laughs> shooting up. Fireworks, hey, shit. So I used to date this Puerto Rican girl, and she had, I don't remember the actual numbers, and I could probably, if I counted it out in my head, but I think she had five brothers and four sisters. Big, big family. Mm-hmm. And the boys and I were all real good fans, real good friends. And they lived in the woods, and so what we would do is we would go catch lizards, mm-hmm. anoles. You guys have anoles down here, I think. Anoles, like green anoles. Yeah. Blake, you have lizards. to stop. We would go catch a little lizard. <laughs> you talking about listeners? Blake's been throwing cards at Megan for the past five minutes. <laughs> I threw one card. Okay, I didn't know. It would... But it took you five minutes to throw it. <laughs> yeah, I had to summon it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a mana. Anyways. So we would catch a little green lizards, and we put them in a little little lizard crate, and then we would take them to churches, and we'd sell them to kids for a couple bucks. I thought you were saying you're gonna like preach sermons to these little yeah. lizards. Yeah, even the lizards will cry out. <laughs> All right, sit name. down. Yeah. All right, which one you want me to kill? Jesus Christ or this lizard? <laughs> and all the kids were like, Jesus. And I was like, you sure you want the lizard? There's plenty of and lizards there's a lot here. of lizards, yeah. <laughs> now, we would take the lizards to churches, and we'd sell them to kids because their parents couldn't say no because it was like 2 or $3 a lizard. Uh, and we ended up making a bunch of money, so then we bought like a bunch more containers. We had a whole thing. Oh, um, you had a lizard game going. We had a, we had a lizard racket. And we had like, I mean, the size of this table, we would get like these little like um, like plastic things with like plastic lids on them that you're supposed to put like hermit crabs in. But we would just put like five to 90 lizards <laughs> in the thing. Five to 90. Depends yeah. on how many in a you four, catch. Depends on the day. So like like a five four foot nine. by eight foot <laughs> container? It was a bit, well, it was, so what it was, was a big container like that. Mm-hmm. You could break it up into two pieces and then each of them had like separate, uh, it's like a display case that people take to like reptile shows. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. You did a fire festival for lizards. Yeah. Yeah, kind mm. of. Uh, except we actually did the damn thing. That's what's up. Uh, and suck it, Billy. Yeah, suck it, Billy. McFarland? McFarland. Yeah, remember we did that? And, uh, and Matt, yeah, the fire. Matt, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And Ja Rule. And Ja Rule, and I played Ja Rule. And yeah, it was just fun as hell, man. We sold a bunch of lizards and made a bunch of money. And that was the best job I've ever had. One of so. the best jobs I ever had was my first job in high school. And it wasn't best through the work. It was the best because there was no, like, dogmatic company bullshit. Because yeah. it was just my brother. He owned oh, a great. pool cleaning business. And he did very well. And he needed you were an assistant. a pool boy? I was a pool boy. I think pool boy. pool cleaning like a cow. Come over here, pool that. boy. Yeah, pool cleaning will, like, net you a lot of money. Especially in the, where I'm from Houston and Houston suburbs. Like, everyone has a pool. Um, and no one has time to clean it. Imagine owning a pool. <laughs> oh, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of money. Let me tell you. And I, we got some of it. I just, yeah, good. Oh, a chunk of that get, change. I was like ripped and I had a nice ass tan except Ooh. on my flip flops. Yeah. But anytime, and the water's green and you're like, looks fine. 
Yeah, I just like sprinkle some shit in it, and we'll be like, we'll be back in two days. Be five thousand dollars. Yeah. What? Yeah, sometimes we would just like see crazy shit. Like we pull out snakes and yeah. and frog. One time there was just like the pool was completely brown and green, and it was like so much stuff. My brother's like, I'm gonna throw this very special chemical. We all have to wear gloves and masks. We're gonna come back in 48 hours. And all of it's going to be collected on the bottom Ugh. like a gross algae blanket. Interesting. We did that. There was like patio furniture in the bottom of the pool. What? Yeah, what? I was like some rich kid or some rich guy had rented out this house to people and the renters just like oh fucked my it God. up. And, and they're they like, that I haven't sucks. seen that patio furniture in eight years. In eight <gasps> years? He rented it out eight years ago before Airbnb? Well, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, you, you rent houses. To, you, can, you could have rent houses before Airbnb, but it wasn't like... It was like they rented the it and then you could, nobody touched that house in eight years or something like that. Which Airbnb is older than eight years old, isn't it? Is it? This story took place a long time ago. Longer than eight years. Doesn't, oh my God. The point is there was patio furniture in the pool. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Anyways. Wacka, that's your favorite wacka. job? So what the a, secret to not being in a cold. I got free Sonic, so that was, why it was pretty mm. cool. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. That's awesome. Any job that gives you what's free Sonic. What's your go-to Sonic bad. order, Austin? Um, it, was, it was at that point popcorn chicken with honey mustard. That's a drink flavor. <laughs> it's a shake. <laughs> it is. It's a milkshake. It's right. a Sonic Blast. You get the it's chunks of the chicken the in chicken there. Sonic yeah. <laughs> That's your sponsor for yep. Sonic. Be our sponsor. <laughs> Can I tell you about the worst drink that I've ever had at a Sonic right now? Yes. Yeah. All right. So Sonic was doing a mix and match special on on like shakes a while ago. It was like four years ago, mm-hmm. and they were like, "We'll make anything. We'll do it." <laughs> And they had like 40 different, uh, 40 different oh things to God. choose from. And you pick like three or four if you wanted or two or one. Um, but they, their, their whole thing was like, we'll do anything. You know, we're crazy. Chocolate. They're, we're they're crazy. like the cabana got boys you. of milkshakes. Exactly. And that's, that, that <laughs> we even got shrimps. Yeah, we got, we got um, scrimps and chocolate. And I, at the time Oof. I was really into like spicy food. Uh, oh, I, no. it was like a masculine thing oh, for me, I think, no. but um, but chocolate and spice is like a wonderful combination. Yeah, I think. But like a cinnamon spice, um, not like a Tabasco spice. No, like like, like I, I had had a pure chocolate bar with jalapenos in it at one point. It was really good. And so I'm thinking, well, I can just do that. Let's see how that tastes. Oh, so I ordered a chocolate cream. jalapeno milkshake, and the chocolate shake was the chocolate shake part was good, but they just put um, <laughs> they just put like chopped up pickled jalapenos in there yeah. like from a can mm. instead of like raw jalapenos yeah and they just blended pickled jalapenos and it was like chocolate so like ice vinegar-y. cream and vinegar yeah with chunks yes. it was the fucking worst it's the worst thing i've ever had in my life they were life. probably so like they were probably in there and they were like fuck dog like yeah. Let's give it oh, to him. Let's yeah. give it to him. I just hope and they tried be it before. Seven ninety five. I imagine them calling to me. They're like, "Can we do this?" This was in. This that would be seven dollars and ninety five cents. <laughs> this is in Rockdale, Texas. There's like one or two uh, stoplights there, oh so they were probably like. There's like an article blast. about it They're in the news. They're still telling yeah, the story yeah. to this day. Uh, we fucking got that yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's. I just wanted to tell that quick Sonic story. Jimmy, do you have any job stories? Uh, I think I have quite a bit of job stories. Um, none of them very fun are like the jobs that I've had to work at. Have you ever been fired? Have I ever been fired? I was fired, yeah. And I sound bitter when I talk about it. Um. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> Probably because yeah. you were fired. Yeah, I was fired. And I just feel like, you know, I feel like I bring a lot to the table. Um, and if I can be so bold. Um, 
And so I was very confused. I'm like, but I have so much fun all the time. Yeah. But maybe I wasn't doing the job correctly. I don't know. Um, what job was it? This job was actually for, it's a job that I was glad that I was fired from, honestly. I'm already sounding bitter. And <laughs> uh, basically it was like a company that sold like, um, like screens, like projector screens. But like really, I don't know. They had like an interesting thing, like technology on them or something. Um, and yeah, so I did like customer service for them, which mm-hmm. sounds like terrible. Like that sounds like really weird, but I did it and they paid me really well to do it. Um, and yeah, I just answered phones and answered questions about, you know, these screens. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not very interesting. Basically, you know, they kind of just set me down one day and they're like, I guess you're not doing the job the way we want you to or whatever. And, you know, let kind of let me go. So, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of, I mean, every job has kind of felt like, Oh, this is our philosophy. This is what you ever, this is kind of what you need to do. This is whatever. And I think the only jobs I've ever really enjoyed are like Emerald Tavern, you know, like yeah. a job yeah. where you can like bartend. We're jobs where I can like interact. Colla- interact with people and collaborate with people and meet people to collaborate or to do yeah, things or to, to do to stuff make outside of work with. Because yeah. I am yeah. a maker. I like to make things and I like to, and if I'm at a job where I'm doing this a single thing all day with no interaction, I'm going to, I'm going to rebel in some way. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that I was let go because I'll do small rebellions mm-hmm. yeah. because I don't want to be there. Yeah. Um, you like break pencils <laughs> or like kill your boss. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> slash Thou a tire. shall not murder. You're like reciting the 10 commandments <laughs> in your interview and you have your fingers crossed under the table. You're like, I'm going to murder this. Boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going right. to rebel. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had I've had way too many jobs, and when I, I was looking back on it, especially you now like getting sort of a newer job, like man, I've had some interesting jobs, and I've done a lot of like weird things. I hope it all leads to something one day, like doing all these oddball things. But yeah, I'm sure that's what will. happened for uh, Jamie Heineman. I don't know who that is. Jamie, is a firefighter, the bald guy from MythBusters. I can become a firefighter, Jim. I think he was a firefighter at one time, but Jamie okay. Heineman, the bald guy from MythBusters, he's had like forty jobs, with the cap? and they're all like crazy. Yeah, yeah, with the mustache. So he I was like a dive master for a while. Really? He, was he like seems like he would do crazy stuff like that. Yeah, you should look into his job history. It's do you cool. guys have any, like, uh, have any of you ever, like, walked out on a job? Like, really, something happens, you're like, I'm out, and I've, you walked out? I've kind of. No, wait, tell me the story. Okay. I have one, too. Um, well, so, not really. But okay. I, I dreamed okay, so about it. Lying. But I dreamed about it. Okay. I would sit there every day at, at HEB and I would scan groceries. Every day mm-hmm. I was on a cash register and I was th- I would think of how good, like dramatically to leave. Yeah, I was yeah. like how how can I how can I really stick leave my them. mark? I'm going to stick it to the customer. I'm going to stick it to the the uh, uh what's her name? I I won't say her name, but uh my manager at the time who really annoyed me. Um, Gail. <laughs> it wasn't Gail. Uh but um I would just I would just I ended up and actually, I kind of regret it because uh, because I can't really put it on my resume anymore. But I don't think I really need to. Um, but I went on a leave of absence because they the one time that I tried to quit, they were like, "Well, just look if you're having a tough time right now, just just um, you know, uh, wait it out, sleep on it, make sure this is the right move. We Hold don't you. we don't want to lose you. We yeah. don't we don't want to lose we you. We don't yeah. want to have to pay to trade someone. Yeah. Train right. Someone and new. then she just like walked away from me. It's like. I guess I'll just sleep on it. And and so uh, I slept on it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put in a leave of absence. And then I'm just not going to go back. So yeah. for six yeah. months, they're going to be so just like, there. 
Uh, yeah, I think I've probably been fired by now. I never really went back, but I hated that job. <laughs> Did you dude. check your hot I hated schedules? that job so much. God, yeah. I hated that job. I don't understand. Here's the thing about HEB. HEB is a, everybody will say, well, yeah, it's a great company to work for. And it is, but it's like you. I imagine the job is so mind numbing. It's mind numbing. It's horrible. Nobody wants to be in a grocery store. You know what yeah. I don't not understand? Not the employees, not the customers. The employees have to pretend. <laughs> the food doesn't even want to be there. Yeah, yeah the, the food's real. trying the to food's get out. Like, <laughs> the, fucking the fish, buy me. The one fish is still alive in the in a fucking uh, ice. I don't know how he's still alive. He's still alive. We're, we're just going to go with that. He's like, kill me. Kill me. And the, for the one person that speaks fish, <laughs> that dialect, they're like, ah, this is really awkward. <laughs> I just came here to shop for that's bread. fucked up. You know, and now you're asking me to kill you. And he's like, please. <laughs> and that's H-E-B, dude. That's H-E-B yeah. for you. You know what I don't understand is why cashiers in America aren't given chairs. Yeah. What the fuck is that why about? Why they have to stand? Yeah. Like, it's not I, even a comfortable cushion. That you're standing on. Right, right. So it's like, I don't understand why they don't give why? specifically what? like Here's what I, grocery it, cashiers, like the tall kind of stools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, you why could you not sit and scan groceries? It's literally the same thing, <laughs> but they make better. you stand. This would be better is if they, if they hang them from the ceiling, like, oh, yeah. like Tom Cruise admit the first Mission Impossible where he's like stealing a jewel or whatever. Yep. And they're just like hovering over You have to slide. call your manager and you're like, yeah. hey, I have to be... <laughs> Can someone come? Yeah. Can you unlock un- me? Unhook me There's from like my harness been there for nine hours. There's one. Tara, I was off five minutes <laughs> yeah. ago. If there- you're not going to pay me for overtime, <laughs> unhook me. <laughs> There's one uh, like new employee who's just there for like the thrill of being hung from a ceiling, and they're like just like on cloud nine, just do. Yeah. do, do and yeah. you have to wear. That's where it's like be underwear. Hey, that's yeah. a Mission yeah. Impossible yeah. theme song, right? He's like, I yeah. I see your big fan. <laughs> I see you're Uh-oh. hanging from a pink carabiner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to let you know, corporate has told us we really don't want you to wear pink carabiners because yep. we want people to comment on your cool H-E-B shirt yeah. and not the color of your carabiner. See, that's a conversation starter. Let me just, now that I'm thinking about I, I have a H-E-B right now, like, oh my God, I have so many stories. So I'm going to distill this, okay? Well, I'll, I'll just I ask know, about I jobs another day too because I, f- I have uh, tons of other job stories. Yeah, I got yeah, some I more job some, stories too. I got like three more. Well, I only just told one little story. I mean, That's you can true. keep talking. I mean, I'm just saying like, we'll have to bring bow, up this subject bow, again. Bow, yeah, I'm going to distill bow, it. I'm going to distill bow. it for the listener. Um, now, I worked at a place called Inflatable Wonderland. <laughs> okay, this is not my first official job. And that job was better than H-E-B. I got fucking projectile vomited on and cleaned up poop <laughs> off of a fucking bounce house. Sounds awesome. I, I, I served these nasty like uh, rotisserie wheel hot dogs and oh, like fuck, circus level dude. concessions. Are they hiring? At this Bro. Fucking place. And I, I love that job compared to H-E-B. Now H-E-B, I had my worst days of my entire life, maybe. Mm-hmm. Working at that fucking job. Well, it's early, dude. Yeah, it's honestly it could get a lot worse. So I'll cross my fingers right now. But uh, I think you asked what was the best job that I've ever had. Uh, yeah, you can any of the above questions. I've asked. Well, a bunch. I think it was which jo- did you walk away from the job? I think yeah, that was a. Oh, that was the, the one I wanted. That's the most them. recent question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but I can. Uh, none of us have said really a story about that, so I can ask that on another. Podcast. I think I the best job I've ever had was is probably. I don't know anything involving coffee, so creature coffee or Emerald Tavern. But uh, the worst job I've ever, I've ever had is definitely H E B. 
One of the worst <laughs> experiences. How many times are you going to say never it? Let me just that. tell you this. The, uh, they would never sponsor us anyways. They're, they're honestly a lot like... Um, a lot like that ex- escape room. It's like this weird oh, yeah. culture. They're like, mm-hmm. look at how awesome we are. We're going to go. Everything's better. Yeah, we're going to go. Uh, Howard, and then you send emergency thoughts. care to every single emergency that you can think of. Why, why would you need, uh, you know, emergency response teams when you have HEB employees that'll volunteer to do it because they get uh, some time off? They get four hours off for it, you know, or some shit. What? Like that. I don't know. Why this is specifically just, four? I don't like know. You saved a man's I don't life. know why I said four, but oh, okay. you you get to volunteer to go help something, help help with like the hurricane, and put yourself in danger. But uh, H E B gives you a fucking pat on the back for it. It's like just let the government handle it. Like yeah, I don't. Anyways, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. But yeah. it's only funny because the, government the people would handle in, it. in the high ups of HEB and really any company, they're like, we are doing so good. We are a good yeah. force for nature. Dude, I mean, I totally don't, their you know, culture. I don't totally disagree because like if the government's not going to handle it, then it's George like, I guess Bush it'd be fun if a corporation care about would be like, we'll people. pay you to go do it. But if the reward doesn't outweigh the risk, then it's not. I yeah. don't know. You and know? I'm just salty right now. I am definitely like bitter about my time at HEB. How long ago did you work there? I worked there for like six years. But when did you leave? Uh, Like 2016? No, it was like 2019, 2018. So it's been like two years. Yeah, I guess so. But um, yeah, I'm still holding on to that grudge. Yeah, I was going to say, Blake Uh, doesn't hold on to grudges. That's a long time to to work somewhere and not have baggage. Yeah. Well, some kind of something. My issue was like, it was mostly with just the front end, which is just the customer facing experience. Yeah. Um, the worst part was like I just like get put on parking lot, which uh, is the, the, the carts. it's the worst. Yeah. Jo- we we worked at at the second or third busiest HEB in Texas. Damn. And uh, so like the worst shift I've ever had was working on the lot on Thanksgiving Eve. It's like Ooh. the busiest day of the year, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, and then somebody called in and my manager guilted me into covering for his shift. So I worked 16 hours in that parking lot in the pouring rain. Oh, jeez. It is the, that is the worst. I does it doesn't get worse than that. Yeah. That like, I'm terrible. sorry if you think that you have an experience that's worse than that. Uh, you don't. Yeah, I've worked yeah. in a parking lot in the pouring rain. I have a fun story. I don't think a lot of people say they've done that. It doesn't. I have a fun story. Well, I, I had a fun story earlier. But I have a fun story too. But I have a fun story right now. Oh my God. Well, you know what? Next week we're gonna do jobs part two. Let's wrap it up now, boys. I just mine's really quick. No more stories. I don't, don't want to diminish your struggles. I'm gonna backpedal a little bit. I don't want to. <laughs> if, if you're listening to this, I don't want to diminish your struggles. I'm I doubling think that down. Some people on have certainly had a rough time in life. Oh, at some wah, point. wah, wah! I live in Libya, and it was torn apart by war after the United States coup. Wah, wah, wah! <laughs> You've never worked in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. On Thanksgiving in the rain. I mean, they really haven't. So they. I'm gonna actually uh, unback pedal. I think. (laughs) I think I agree with you. I'm gonna sideways pedal. Uh, no, my story sucks now. No, just tell it. It's okay. Tell your story, and then we'll go. We'll cut it. And next week we'll do. (laughs) We'll do jobs part two. Oh, I have an interesting question. We'll do jobs part two next week. Gonna, I want to talk about work romance. I'm gonna honestly. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. So, um, loop. So. Uh, when I moved back to Austin, I landed three jobs. One was at the 
Emerald Tavern one was I was doing some wedding gigs, and then I got for some reason I thought I needed a third job, so I got hired at Lupe Tortilla to Hell work yeah. morning shifts. I actually like the place. I do too, but I walked there like you're gonna do some training. They sat me down in a room and they handed me an iPad. Oh and they're like, just go through all these videos. Oh, God. The first video was just the owner so fucking stressed. putzing around. I mean, like, when I started this company and I hit, oh like, the, I hit the thing to see how long it was going to be. Two and a half hours for the first <gasps> Shut video. Up. So I literally put down the iPad and I just walked out. Were you like, really? oh, I would have just been like, am I getting paid? And if I was getting paid, I'd fucking watch it. I don't think. No, no. I was just like, I already had two jobs and I was like, I'm going to do a third yeah, job no. and I'm hearing the why I started this company again. Oh my. I'm like, I don't mm, care. No. You're a Lupe no, Tortilla. Want, Get over yourself. I want the owner You're of Emerald Tavern. Tortilla. I want the owner of Emerald Tavern to, to make a two hour video about the tavern. <laughs> yes. No. When I, I started this company. So this is the Warhammer room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to push him to do that this week. And what's really going to work is I'm going to push his wife to get him to do that. And she's going to make him do it. I, be- I guarantee That would be beautiful. It, it's yeah. going to get the tavern shut down if it comes out. Well, <laughs> oh I don't God. know why they don't won't just be like, hey, do you have a brain? Uh, yeah. Are you going to show up on time? Yeah, yeah. Are you like decent with people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You All do right. heroin? Yeah. No. Uh, no. I don't Who do even heroin. cares? I do have a vice. It's heroin. I did have a girl overdose in the bathroom at a restaurant I worked that's at one time. She was a server. Week. She was a server. Next, next week. week. Next week. Uh, that's, that is, is such that a, a no. That's such a good story. <laughs> you know, I think it's, it's kind of sad that we have so much to talk about yeah, because it's, I have so it's much. This almost is a, this is a hot button. I mean, I've had like twelve jobs. It's almost yeah, exclusively have, because we spend all of our waking hours at a job instead of living. You know what I mean? You're right. Okay. Well, we'll start the comedy next year. <laughs> okay, we'll see y'all in a bit. Goodbye. Hey. hey guys, taking a quick break from the show to tell you about our sponsor, GoGo Jobs. They're the first job search company that can tell where you truly belong based on what you look like in GoGo boots. Founder and CEO Glenn left a 60s orgy one night when he got the brilliant idea and he's had tremendous success since. He's using those photos only to look for jobs and not what that one bitch said. Sorry folks, have to follow the copy that they give me. But anyways, goo go get goo goo gaga with go go jobs today? Alright, back to the show. <laughs> I like that Whoa. when it comes to Danger Junior um, supporters or uh, what, what are they called? Sponsors. Sponsors. Yeah, that's the word. Fans. We'll just believe anything they tell us. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not what that one bitch said. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I we get paid to specifically follow the copy, yeah. and we do get significantly less money if we go ad lib. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes not even at all. Shoutouts to Jeffrey Jingleberry. Mm, yes, that was last week's sponsor, and he, well, I guess he's not sponsoring. On this episode, we can say he definitely did do the things. Yeah, uh, that he did said. all of it. Oh, yeah, he did all of it. Um, but he was la- talking last shit week. on Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen the emoji. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, let's well, get on to the sketches, huh? Yeah. We Logan, had some what time. Do you got? So we're going to start with my sketch. Uh, Austin, I'm going to have you play the part of Miss Foley. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jimmy, I'm going to have you play the part of Mr. Ledbetter. Okay, got it. Uh, Blake, I'm going to have you play the part of Eric. Eric. 
Is that that's kind of sounds like a record scratch, Eric? And I'm gonna play the part of Sarah, and Megan. I'm gonna have you play Anna. I had an Anna. In this. I have an Anna. Anna. He, oh he's, it, yeah, there's a reason. Okay, great. Uh, uh, also, can everyone just say what name the name of the character? So I know you all remember it. Anna. Mr. Ledbetter. Mrs. Foley. Eric. Anna I already said. It. And I'm Sarah. Okay, Mr. Cool. Ledbetter. This is the nightmare before November 4th. It's parents' day at school, and all the children are waiting their turn to introduce their favorite parent. Let's all, kids, let's all say thank you to Sarah's dad, Mr. Ledbetter. Wasn't that cool seeing all his power tools? Yeah! Well, what do we say? Thank you, Ledbetter! Thank you, kids. It means so much to me that I'm Sarah's favorite parent. Especially after her mother served me divorce papers in front of my entire family at a celebratory dinner for the one-act play I wrote about the Great Barrier Reef that the local theater company put on. She could have done it in private at home, but she didn't. That wasn't very nice, was it? No! And what do we call women like Sarah's mother? The kids are confused. They don't know what he wants them to say because they're kids. One of the kids, Eric, guesses. Your majesty? Your majesty is right, Eric. All women are queens. Thank you, Mr. Ledbetter. That'll be all. She looks at Sarah, the fourth grader, and makes a gesture like, Hey, kid, get your dad under control. He's ruining my program. Sarah presses a button on her Apple Watch, and the dog collar that Mr. Ledbetter has been wearing this whole time shocks him. He jumps in fright. Ah! I did, I did bad? Yes, Daddy. You did bad. Go wait in the truck. Sarah nods at Miss Foley, and Mr. Ledbetter leaves the room sulking. Now, where were we? Ah, next up is Anna. She looks down at her clipboard and is a bit confused. Anna, you don't have a parent listed here. It looks like you just scribbled in the line. Anna, did you not bring a parent today? Oh, you don't have to be ashamed. Lots of people don't have parents. Jesus comes to mind. I think Anakin Skywalker. Maybe Buddha. N- no, the Buddha had parents. He was a prince. You should know that, Miss Foley. You made us read the Herman Hess book. Oh, that doesn't help, Eric. Good job for remembering, though. I didn't know you were paying attention with those earbuds in all the time. Eric winks at Mrs. Foley. It's a sexy wink. Miss Foley blushes and then turns her attention back to Anna. Did you not bring a parent, Anna? Both of my parents died from a misdirected U.S. drone bombing in Syria, Miss Foley. I'm so sorry to hear that, Anna. So you won't be giving a presentation today? No, I did bring someone. They raised me after my parents died. Oh? Yeah, that, that wasn't just scribbling on your paper. That's the language it speaks. It? Here, I'll show you. Anna opens her backpack and takes out a piece of chalk. She draws a door on the wall, and before our very eyes, it turns into a real door. She opens it a little, but we can't really see what's in there. It's okay. You can come out. Nobody's going to hurt you. She opens the door all the way, and a thing enters the room that looks like the form of a human body, but made entirely of skulls. The children scream. One of them passes out. Two throw up and shit, and Blake has to clean it up. (laughs) (laughs) This is Skeleton. She smiles with pride. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Anna, what the hell is that thing? Um, it's my parent. After my parents were shelled by an Obama drone strike and I tragically survived to fend for myself, I searched the rubble for any hope. What I found were the skulls of about 62 Syrian refugees, so I fashioned the skulls using my own hair into something that resembled my mommy and daddy, so I could cuddle it at night because I was cold. I thought I would starve out there. I thought I would die, but then I met a hermit in the desert who sold me some beans. I was just going to eat them because I was starving and emaciated, but he told me to feed them to the skeleton like some sort of cruel and deserved punishment. I did what he said, though, because he had a Walther P-38. That's a handgun for the people in the back. And to my surprise, Skeleton came to life. It came to life, and it picked me up, and it carried me all the way to the next town and, and stole me a bunch of food. And then I rode on its back all the way across the ocean to America and enrolled in elementary school. Skeleton tells me it can forge me a U.S. birth certificate and one day I can become president and then destroy this country from the inside just like the people from Kentucky just like people from Kentucky think Obama was trying to do by using a fraction of our tax budget to pay for poor people's hospital bills. Anyway, that's how I ended up here and Skeleton is my parent that I brought for Parents Day. I love Skeleton very much and I think it loves me back. Skeleton <laughs> Skeleton visibly tries to give Anna a thumbs up, but its hand is a skull and its fingers are skulls, so it just waves a skull at her. Oh, that's why you're bald. Miss Foley, thank you. Miss Foley has a heart attack and dies. Skeleton turns Skeleton turns to look at Anna like a dog waiting for its owner to put a bowl of food down on the ground. Go for it, buddy. You earned it. Skeleton grabs Mrs. Foley's he lifeless head and tears her skull free from the hair and skin. It takes all the mushy bits out from the inside, blows on it, and then pops her skull into place somewhere inside its body. Allahu Akbar, the end. Oh my god. Is Skeleton Buster Jones' best friend? Skeleton and Buster Jones are best pals. I like that. And Buster Jones I, is in my sketch. I so. was going to write something completely different, and then something Megan said, I don't know what it was, just made me think of the word skeleton, and I was like, that's what I'm writing about, and that's what I have to write about. Well, you kind of wrote about Skeleton, but you also, you know, I don't know, just talked about the failed American politics system and... Um, yeah. Also, people, characters dying from heart attacks. That makes sense. At the very end of the sketch, because we're like, I don't know how to tie this up, so they're just going to die. I didn't get well, that. Well, I thought I don't know. he has to get her skull. Is that like a metaphor? Oh, okay. Yeah. He yeah. has to get her skull. Yeah, because that I makes can't a lot have of him sense. Kill her. You're right, because I was anticipating he's a good guy. to take That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. so then she's like, go for it, buddy. You were in Yeah. It. Yeah, it's great. Skeleton. I don't get the line, that's why That's why you're bald. I don't get it. I don't get because her hair No, because she said at the beginning of the monologue, all I found was 62 skulls. And so I fashioned them together oh, using my own hair. Oh, he's not saying to... Oh, I see. I see. Using yeah. my own hair. Mm. I just assumed yeah. it would have grown back. It wouldn't point. have grown back. Not when you use well, it Well, no, that. it just happened. Oh. Yeah. He, I just, she fashioned the hair together. Skeleton kept her alive. And then she rode on his back to America. Like in the I last month. I don't get what I you just, guys don't, don't know, get here. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just picture Mr. Ledbetter like peeking in from a window and being like, yeah. man, he's killing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that I, Sarah has a shock collar on her dad. That was really fun. funny. Yeah, I just started writing and then it just kept, I just kept writing. Yeah. No, you know I, liked how I liked it. It's just silly. You I just like he hasn't stopped. Shit. Yeah, I think I think if I would if this were to have gone 
anywhere like yeah. if this were more than just like a silly sketch or whatever i would yeah want... okay wow <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah, okay oh my god <laughs> I, would... <laughs> I think i said a lot but the massacre dude <laughs> <laughs> i would want like her to um obviously become ashamed of skeleton this is the first time she's kind of showing him and then okay. she figures out like oh i can't do that so then so then it just be <laughs> <laughs> so then he becomes like like they find like a little home and he just kind of stays home and she like can't tell anyone who her mm. parents are and like her friends can't come over mm. to her house, you know, and it's like a big secret. She like makes I skeleton would, drop her off like but a But then she away. does become the president. <laughs> I would go into totally You're embarrassing me. You don't think she would become the president? <laughs> you know, if you think about it, skeleton is fashioned together with hair, human, human hair. hair. Yeah. You could probably also call it mulleton. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It goes through phases. Yeah, I like that a lot. If you wanted to. All right, well, let's move right. on to Blake. Blake. Okay. Um. All right. I'm gonna get so a that says you should love it. with a skull under it. This is my sketch. Uh, I'm going to be reading the part of DCGM. That's a little. I don't want to spoil it. Uh. So uh, I'm gonna be the 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 anchor. Um, Logan, Dick you'll be playing Anna Scape Game. DCGM. That's Anna Scape Game. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. And escape game. That's, That's uh, A S G. I, I went with uh, with um, you know initials. Mm-hmm. So uh, look for that. Uh, Jimmy will be playing Rob Bank. I can't wait to get to the uh, line that's labeled A S G and be like, "Who's that?" I can't wait. God, you better not. You better not, dude. A S G. It's you, dude. Uh, clown girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a clown. It's, it's you, Megan. Fun, fun fact, Blake. You're not a clown. Dude. Fun fact, like, my mother was a professional clown growing up for a long time. Really? For real. That's for real. I have her co- her old costume. And we say collect the claters, bro. I do. Collect the claters the Clive yeah. style, oh, son. Nice. Can I wear it? Uh, and last but not least, Austin, you'll be playing a uh, cool guitar player. Oh, yes. Yes. Sweet. Dude. Nice. So, I yes. never be that uh, memorize, CGP, baby. Memorize your, your initials. Yep. Okay. Um, here we go. This is... Nomenclatural manifestation. We find ourselves living in a world where parents name their kids based on what they want their kids' careers to be. This is a phenomenon known as nomenclatural manifestation. We're in the late stage of this trend, thankfully. It has been shown to be largely ineffective, with only 0.7% of children named this way following the path that their parents set out for them. Here's a first-hand account of the lives of the first wave of these children. We're here live at the Lizard Church Pet Shop in downtown Little Rock with our reporter in the field. Take it away, cool guitar player. Hey, folks. Cool guitar player here. As you can tell, I'm a product of the early stages of nomenclature manifestation, or NM for short. Our producers thought I would be the best candidate to interview the third generation of NM, and they would be right. We're here to talk to the employees of Lizard Church Pet Shop, which has become a refuge of sorts for rebellious victims of NM. Let's see what Anna Scape Game has to say. Anna, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm good. Wonderful. Anna, it's obvious what your parents wanted for your future as soon as you introduce yourself. Obviously, this has many negative effects on many teens from the NM's third generation. What obstacles have you had to overcome? Well, it's been tough. 
Luckily, it was most kids that I knew that had these kinds of names, so I wasn't necessarily looked down upon. However, I found that while it's fine to rebel by choosing a different path, you don't get to choose your name. Even if your parents are understanding about your choice to diverge down a different path, you are almost branded by your parents' imposed ambitions and until the last change you can't pick a new name my parents were one of the first couples to hop on this trend so i definitely understand the alienation that comes along with it have you ever been teased or beaten by the other kids no man however i have read about the struggles of the first gen kids beatings have fallen on the wayside for many kids my age but cyberbullying has been a huge problem, especially for more obscure names. I'm lucky. An escape game has the benefit of appearing normal and is also cryptic enough to throw people off. I've only been teased by teens who had bad experiences at escape rooms. And let's face it, that's most of us. Those things are yucky. Hence why I chose Pet Shop Owner for my career. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Two other employees enter the shop. Hey guys, this reporter is interviewing me on our little family here. Come say hello. Hi. H hello. These two are also victims of NM. Go ahead, introduce yourselves. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll go first. <laughs> I'm Clown Girl. Now I know what you must be thinking. Clown Girl. I completely understand. I was endlessly harassed throughout my formative years kid would kids would bully me endlessly i would go home crying on a daily basis to a broken household only to be expected to make my own dinner and be quiet as i struggled through my homework do you know what kind of people envision clowndom for their young daughter's career clowns and youtube long con pranksters Unfortunately, my parents were, were both the former. They wanted me to further their clown legacy, always going on and on about how my father and his father and his father, etc. were all well-to-do clowns who would make the children smile and led fulfilling lives. They couldn't be further from the truth. Everyone knows clowns are all alcoholics and terrify children. And that was my life for 16 years when I finally decided to take my chances out here in the real world. <laughs> and that's when Anna took me in, and I've been here ever since. Wow, that's a heartbreaking story. Have you been able to work through the trauma that that lifestyle presented? <laughs> no, not really. The pets sure help, though. You heard it here, folks. And clown... Can I call you clown? I would prefer Ashley. All right, Ashley. Well, in any case, thank you so much for sharing. Young man, would you care to share too? Sure, sure, man. I, I'm I'm Rob Bank. I have a similar story to Ash. Uh, obviously, with a name like Rob Bank, you can infer the nature of my parents, career criminals with no personal ambitions. They they hope they hopped on the NM bandwagon in hopes of manifesting themselves a breadwinner, and they might have had they shown me any amount of love. I was their tool, and while while I grew up to be an excellent thief, I really preferred working with animals. So here I am, living life on my terms, without having to worry about the burden of my rat thief parents. Wow, and another compelling story here from Rob Bank of Lizard Church Pet Shop. And forgive me, Rob, do you go by another name? I appreciate you asking, cool guitar player. Like Anna, I was fortunate to have a seemingly normal name. I try to go by Robert, though. It's long for Rob. <laughs> As they're wrapping up, the shop dog... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
love inside jokes in a podcast <laughs> that no one else understands. I don't even get it. Alienize your audience. <laughs> you. As they're wrapping up, the shop, shop dog walks by chewing on some, something. I'm going to reread that. <laughs> Read it three more times. <clears throat> As they're wrapping up, the shop dog walks by chewing on something. Ah, we almost forgot to introduce our final member of our little pet shop family. This is Go-Go Boots. Go-Go Boots, come say hi to Mr. Cool Guitar Player. Wait, Go-Go, what do you have in your mouth? Go-Go, no, drop it. Drop it! Go-Go Boots panics and takes off running. I'll get him. Go-Go, come back. Give me that. Ashley runs after Go-Go Boots and catches him. She reaches into his mouth and pulls out whatever was in his mouth. Cool guitar player signals for the camera guy to zoom in on the interaction. The camera comes to focus on the wet object. Ah, go, go. What is it this time? Ashley touches the wet lump with her tongue and stares pensively. She puts it in her mouth and chews. Chewing gum? Go, go, where'd you get this? Go, go, boots, barks, and nuzzles a pack of juicy fruit that had fallen out of the cameraman's pouch. (laughs) You're so funny, go, go. And there you have it, folks. Life is looking up for the victims of nomenclatural manifestation. Back to you, dog-chewing gum manufacturer. The screen switches back to the news anchor. His mouth is gaping. A tear rolls down his face as he begins to quickly scrawl notes on a sheet of paper. His destiny has finally been set into motion. (laughs) (laughs) So the news anchor is going to become the dog-chewing gum manufacturer? (laughs) <laughs> He's going to be in the 0.7% who matches his name. <laughs> Blake is like, has fully fallen out laughing. I think you might need to explain what's the, what's the bit with the dog has something in his mouth. And it, he you? found, he found, yes, no, I get it. He found chewing gum. He's chewing it. And the, the news anchor that, that's at the news station that you're reporting for, Austin? No, I, okay, really I get that part. Why is it name, funny to them? I don't, I don't know. Okay, I don't know why it's funny. <laughs> I, get that I guess because so, the guy's name is Dog no, Chewing Gum no. Manufacturer. No, that's an inside joke it's we can Yeah, do, it's right? a thing I mean, Blake's been doing all week. <laughs> all week I've been like joking about <laughs> dog chewing gum, which I think is really funny if you were like... I don't know. You know how, like, if you see your dog and they've got something in their mouth, you you like. You don't even have a dog. I have a family dog. Yeah. I just don't have dogs because Brittany has cats. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so like, if you if you see a dog and they've like got something in their mouth and then they're like, they know they they aren't supposed to be chewing it, so they like run away and panic. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, give me that. What do, what do you got in your mouth? And then you pull it out. <laughs> I just think it would be funny if it was chewing gum and they were like chewing gum. <laughs> That's that's the whole joke. And like, that's bit. the bit. Every <laughs> bit he's done all week with me, anytime he'll come up with a joke, it's ended with, and wouldn't it be so funny if a dog came up to you? Like, and like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> every bit. And uh, yeah, I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> so- yep. Other yep. than the, the dog chewing, well, even even besides that, it's, <laughs> I think it's a really funny concept, um, and even also like, uh, what what is that culturally relevant? It's really smart how it's like you know our our parents um, put their dispositions on us, and yeah, like, we're the name thing was very funny. Destiny. 
I think you could end this maybe with... Um, it can't end any other way. Go ahead. This one way. I was going to say, you could end it by like Skeleton cutting to a... <laughs> Cutting to a commercial break, of, and it's a commercial and for dog chewing gum. Choosing, chewing gum. I ran out of time, but I like that idea. I imagine that it's like it's got like this spinning, spinning. Um, well, I mean, listen, listen, listen. Okay, okay. What's the squiggly pattern that like white girls really like? It's like points like this, and zigzags, it's like stripes. It's called something though. <laughs> Anyway, we'll call it zigzags. It's called something. Anyway, it's got like a spinning zigzag background and the camera like zooms into someone who like turns their head and they're like, dog chewing gum. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's like that kind of commercial. (laughs) Well, here's, and it, it might be later on. So that's funny to me. He's just now realizing what his name means. This yeah. is this is his eureka moment. He's yeah, like, I get that. Chewing gum man. It's possible. Yeah, I, I get possible. it. It's possible. There's a market for it. He's realizing that. Uh, but I would have to fast forward like 20 years to the in commercial. The future. You know what's funny? Yeah. So, uh, but I, I don't have time to write 20 years. You of don't have to backstory. write it. His, <laughs> his name is Dog Chewing Gum Manufacturer, like chewing gum. Yeah. But three of us during the sketch at some point. Or after talking about the sketch, have said dog chewing gum manufacturer, which implies a completely different thing, which implies that you manufacture <laughs> dogs chewing gum. It's not dog chewing gum manufacturer. It's dog chewing gum manufacturer. I don't. Let's I just get don't deeper know into that the that rabbit hole, dude. Yeah. That's what it says in the script. Back to you, dog chewing gum manufacturer. Dog chewing gum manufacturer. My, my brain's starting to hurt. Do you want me to just hyphenate that so it looks oh my like God. a name? Here, <sighs> Jimmy, Jimmy, let's go to Jimmy. Right. <laughs> Great sketch, Blake. Ten yeah, out of ten. Thank you love so it. much love for it. reminding me. Best of sketch yet. Uh. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. So, Logan, you'll play Leonard the Dragon. Megan, you're gonna play Hank the Orc. Uh, Blake, you'll play Ernie the Goblin, and then uh, Austin, you play uh, Waylon the Elf. Mm, exquisite. Yes, wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so let's get this going. This is Earth and Earnings. Real life Dungeons and Dragons characters play Earth and Earnings. A goblin, an elf, an orc, and a dragon sit in a circle. There is an array of dice scattered across a circular table. The dragon, Leonard the dragon, has maps and a shield wall made of paper mache covering his notes. He is leading the other adventurers on a magical journey of earth and earnings he wraps their last session as the new adventure begins okay so the last place we left off let's see ernie's wife was thinking of leaving him because he is a failed dentist hank your lawnmower business went south and you owe me for the loan you took out waylon you sell dvd copies of a human movie called stuart little but no one has bought a single copy having already owned the movie Hank and Waylon are currently outside of Ernie's house, waiting in the car to pick him up. Ernie's wife is yelling at him about the failing dentist practice. Okay, everyone caught up? They all nod their heads. You are the worst human dentist. You don't even offer braces. Humans need braces, Ernie. Oh, okay, well, Patrice, I didn't know after 10 years of being a dentist I would start to hate it. I can't believe you. You are a coward of a man. Okay, Ernie, roll for verbal abuse. Okay. 
All right, Ernie, you roll the three. Let's see. What's your charisma? My charisma plus my modifier is six. Okay, so with a 12, you begin to weep and your wife leaves you. You are very upset. And now you owe child support. How old is your son? My son is seven years old. Okay, so that's 11 years of child support. Is everyone finished with their turns? Hank, Waylon? They shake their heads. Okay. Hank, Waylon, pick up Ernie and head to the town of Boise, Idaho, in search of new prospects. You're all low on gasoline, and because of Leonard's child support, you're all out of money. I would like to apply for a job. Yeah, let's get jobs. My character cries because of his divorce. Okay. Ernie cries for about 20 minutes, and then you all make your way into town. You see a bank, fast food restaurant, grocery store, yoga studio, and a tavern. I would like to get a job at the yoga studio. Okay. You enter the yoga studio as Hank consoles Ernie. There is a human at the counter. She looks like she works there. Okay, I'll do a perception check. Hank rolls the dice, and it hits a natural 20. 20 being the highest roll you can make in the game. Oh, wow, not 20. Okay, you notice she has band stickers on her water bottle. She's not wearing a wedding ring. She seems to be happy to see you. You also notice some job applications on the counter. Oh, also she has a name badge that says Bridget. Oh, sweet. I walk up and to the one they call Bridget. Hi. Welcome to the Healing Stone. How can I help you today? Hello, human. I mean, Bridget. I am seeking employment. Wonderful. We are seeking some yoga instructors. Have you ever instructed a class before? Okay, my character does a knowledge check. Hank rolls the 20-sided dice and lands on a four. You remember... Yoga is a slow-motion dance human zoo, but other than that, you don't really know much. Okay, I'm going to try and use my skill of persuasion on the dumb human. So, so do you have any experience? I have all of the experience when it comes to yoga. Hank makes a persuasion check and rolls a 12. Wow, that's wonderful. Well, before we hire you, let me tell you a little bit about our philosophy. Oh, actually, I'm just looking for a job, Bridget. Yeah, exactly. So, we believe that every human needs yoga. Yoga is the answer to all questions, physical and spiritual. We do have a dress code. We believe neutral colors are the best way to keep our clients focused on their experience. So, this is a religion? No! <laughs> This is an earth job. Our owner made three Hellstone Studios after receiving an inheritance from his dead father. He is a self-made man. His values are our core beliefs. This owner is your religious leader? How do I defeat him? Also, if you want to leave, you have to ask permission. We call them vacation days. Oh no, I'm trapped into a dark cult. Ernie and Waylon see Hank inside trapped by his new job. What would you guys like to do? Uh, I would like to rescue Hank from the cult religion called Healthstone. Okay, and Ernie, how about you? Uh, I will accompany Waylon. We will destroy Bridget and the Healthstone and save our friend. My divorce will not have been in vain. Okay, 
Prepare for battle. Let me get my map here. As you approach the religion cult known as Healthstone, you see Hank being overworked by Bridget. Apparently, another employee called in sick, and for some reason, it's his responsibility to pick up their shift. Monsters! Ha! Bridget approaches you, Waylon. I attack Bridget with my copies of the human movie Stuart Little. He rolls the 20-sided die. It's an 18. He rolls another die to determine damage. Okay, so that is a hit. You stealthily toss 10 DVD copies of Stuart Little, and it many hit her, but one slices her arm off. She's furious. She yells. Hellstone cannot be stopped! We're coming, Hank! Oh, oh, okay, me next. I want to attack the yoga instructor, Bridget. Ernie rolls the 20-sided die and rolls a 13, just enough for a hit. He then rolls for damage. Great hit, Ernie. You take out your dentist tools and give her a root canal. Ooh, it's a five-hour operation and is absolutely fatal. They all cheer. Well done, adventurers. You've defeated cult, jobs, divorce, and Boise, Idaho. This concludes our adventure of Earth and earnings. We will conclude here for today and begin our next adventure in Las Vegas, Nevada. Vegas, baby! Yay! I love this! That was really fun. I think I fucked up. What do you mean? Patrice is a girl. Patrice is a girl. I read it as a guy. Oh, it was supposed to be... It's supposed to be his it ex-wife. Yeah, it's supposed to be his ex-wife. To me, I, I, Patrice, I think of Patrice O'Neill. I think of a guy. Yeah. It, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. okay. Well, let's just reread it. <laughs> let's reread the whole Wait, thing the whole backwards. Did it, did, did, was it like super noticeable? No, to no. I think it's fine. You okay. use a yeah. different just, voice. That's all that matters. Yeah, it was like okay. a Southern character. It's fine. Okay, cool. Fine. Yeah. Fine. No, the, I loved this. This was this so was fun. This was hard yeah. to like... Um, because it was some back and forth, but yeah. hopefully, yeah. hopefully it made sense. Yeah. I like I like their names. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know something that this that this sketch made me think is really interesting is they're playing Earth and Earnings, which uh-huh. is a brilliant title. Earth yeah. and Earnings is very funny. Um, they're naming real world cities. Yeah. So it makes me think <laughs> when we play Dungeons and Dragons, if they're real, are we saying real shit? Oh, for sure. God damn. That's sure. fun. Yeah. No, I, I, I want to play Earth and Earnings, but I also want to play it in a world It's just Monopoly. Well, I want to play it in a world where I'm not confined mm. yeah. by, you know. I Earth think you actually don't want to play Earth and Earnings. I yeah. think you just actually want the world where you're not confined, and Earth and Earnings is a symbol. Got of it. Yeah. 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 Checkmate. Yeah. God damn it, checkmate atheists. Jimmy, I don't have any crit- critiques. I don't. I mean, yeah, what, what do we so have fun. here? Do we have anything to talk shit? Can we talk some shit about talk Jimmy's some sketch? Shit. I feel like I feel like I overdid the goblin voice. No, I love the goblin no, voice. I, okay. I picked the yeah. wrong voice. I did pick the wrong voice. I picked voice. the wrong voice, too. Yeah, no, yours was actually kind of like an orc. I should have been I, like... I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. Probably. I was basing it off of the half-orc that Logan and I have in our campaign right now. Yeah, I just, that was orcish. I just okay. started doing yeah, like... Slow uh, and brooding in a way. Uh, what's his name? The, the, the documentary guy? Here we find... Oh, oh uh, that's great. What's yeah. his name? Um, David Foster Wallace. No. No, Michael Showalter. <laughs> Fuck both of you. You're both wrong. And I know David his Attenborough. That's David his Attenborough. Name. Is yeah. His, name. yeah. his brother was in Jurassic Park. It's really cool. Um, I, don't, I think uh, it was very succinct. You got out pretty early. Um, yeah, like, I don't think you could have changed anything about mm-hmm. the story. I, don't, I really don't like. It was an open I, I think and I shut want, story. I want like, more. Like I want another yeah, yeah. sketch of of this. You know, yeah. different situations. Maybe there could have been more action. But I mean, yeah. like the joke the is combat. the cult thing, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right? The, the whole. Joke that's is the kind of, that was hopefully supposed to be the meat of it. Um, I wanted Waylon to have a little bit more because I 
I I want I didn't want there to just be a dungeon master with two people. Like I needed at least three. Yeah. So I wish Waylon yeah. had a little bit more interaction, but maybe if Bridget had a counterattack that was a yoga move, but that's yeah, like, that that's kind of like a, a half ass joke. There's like no like big or jokes. She had a counterattack that was like successful corporate coercion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, and then hires Waylon as yeah, well. Yeah, because it's like you're not going to quit this fucking job. <laughs> yeah. Get real. Yeah. Maybe you it's don't like, have health insurance. Maybe it's not like, a a physical battle. It's like um. Uh, it's a like battle. an intelligence-based yeah. combat. She's a witch. Yeah. yeah, like she's like, you have dental at this job. Do you have dental in real life? And he's like, and he's like, what's what's dental, Leonard? And Leonard's like, if you get a sick, and, yeah, and Ernie can tell <laughs> you this because he knows. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, but I really, I mean, this is such a fun yeah. concept because I feel like D and D is. I want to make an Earth and Earnings shirt. Yeah, Dude, like, no cap. I want to make an dope. Earth and Earnings shirt. I feel like D and D is like uh, a fun. Um, like use for a sketch. I feel like I've seen that. Yeah. And so to reverse it, so fun. Yeah, it's like Terminator Two. It's like Terminator Two, but then they do the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he's like a kindergarten cop or whatever. Terminator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Terminator One. Oh my bad. Anyways, am well, I going next go or is Austin? I'm going next. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Let's go. Prime time, baby. Has anybody pronounced your name Megan on accident? Nope. <laughs> well, we're doing it now. Can't say they have, but Jimmy always spells my name wrong. That Ooh. matters. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right, Megan, tell us about your sketch. Um. <laughs> so this <laughs> sketch is called Prime Time. Um. Prime time. I'm actually gonna have Logan. Will you read stage directions? Yeah. Sure. Okay. And then I'm gonna play. <laughs> I'm gonna play Anna in this sketch as well. Um, Jimmy, will you play Buster Jones? Buster Jones. Lucky Jimmy. Um, I feel like you've played Woo. Buster Jones before too. He is Buster Jones um, in my eyes. Uh, Austin, Ooh. will you play Jerry? Okay. And then Blake, you're going to play manager and owner. They both have one line at the top and at the at the end of the sketch. So you'll play awesome. one, yeah, one line of each. What can you tell me about manager and owner? Like, how should I be reading them? um, The manager is a shitty office job manager. Very unfeeling. Okay. The owner is the owner of a home, not of a business. And he's just an older man. A little little bit frail. How old would you say? Like, 60s. Did you get all that? Yeah. Great. Okay. So, this sketch is called Prime Time. We open on a shot of Buster, rappelling from the ceiling down to a cubicle in a large room full of many cubicles. Everything is gray and terribly depressing. Think the color scheme of the opening of The Incredibles before Bob leaves his insurance company job. But in this world, everyone hangs from the ceiling over their desks to promote productivity as they can't take as many trips to the bathroom or the water cooler. All social interaction is therefore controlled, and there is little interaction. Can I read this as David Attenborough? Do you want me to start over and read it as David Attenborough? really don't want that. All right. (laughs) Buster has just hung up the phone. Having made a successful sale of yet another projector screen to a movie theater who had a screen rip, why don't they just paint the wall white? He thought to himself, but his thoughts were interrupted by his manager coming to congratulate him on being salesman of the month. His manager places a party hat on his head and blows a party favor in his face. All the other co-workers hanging around clap out of obligation. Buster knows he should be proud of himself, but he just can't conjure up really any emotion. Nothing at all. His manager says, okay, everyone back to work. And Logan, just so you know, you're going to have a lot of reading to do. Mm -hmm. So just kind of tell it like a story, like slow down and kind of, you know what I mean? She said, Logan, read stage directions. I'm just kidding. You're the director. You can tell me what to do. Okay. 
You, you can tell me whatever you want me to do. You can hit me. You can spit on me. He'll do whatever you and want. And I will when we get home. Yeah. Later that day, we see Buster waking, walking, <laughs> working. Later that day, <laughs> winking, wanking. Later that day, we see Buster walking into his therapist's office. He takes a seat in the cozy chair and grabs one of the squishy pillows he usually holds and starts to fiddle with it. How are you, Buster? I guess the same as last week. And the same as every week, to be honest. I feel like I live the same week every week. And I'm always saying, if I can just get through this week, it'll be okay. But it's always the same week, you know? Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, it's just like, I think maybe we fucked up. You know, like, we created the system that values the system above us. I spend five days of my week working to live for two. And usually I'm so tired or just so goddamn depressed. I spend those days binge-watching shows I've seen before just to do it all again. Yeah, for sure. I I can understand how that feels. You can? Yeah, of course. I mean, aside from this being a pretty consistent feeling amongst all my clients, particularly those your age, I've definitely experienced this before I finally got my certification and became a therapist. I was working a shitty job at a grocery store. It was miserable. I I talked to my therapist about it a lot. Wait, you you had a therapist? Couldn't you just therapize yourself? (laughs) Well, I mean, not exactly. It's definitely a weird dynamic because I recognize the techniques being used, but that doesn't mean they aren't helpful. Therapy ultimately is just a good place to get it all out and to process, and then your therapist helps you to create an action plan. So, yes, uh, therapists have therapists. Do you still see him? Your therapist? Do you tell him everything I've told you? Like, I know you wouldn't tell anyone else because confidentiality and HIPAA and whatever, but if he is under the same guidelines, I I guess you could tell him about your clients, especially if they tell you something disturbing. Yes, I I still see him, and I suppose it depends. You know, a a significant portion of my education was learning how to deal with people's trauma, but I suppose every so often I bring it up. Never with real names or identifying features of my clients, though, just their stories. Sometimes he gives me advice, but usually I talk about my own flaws. Okay, wait, so you are telling me that Jerry has been telling you how to handle cases? So Jerry could potentially have been my therapist this whole time? No, 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 I mean, I mean, I guess if you read into it like that, then in a roundabout way, maybe, but... Buster, wait! Buster has walked out. He couldn't believe this. He had to find Jerry. He heads home and opens his computer and starts researching therapists in his area named Jerry that would be enough years older than Anna to make sense. After a bit, he finds who he thinks it is and books a session. Finally, he thought, I'll get some answers. On his drive to his meeting with Jerry, it occurs to Buster that maybe Jerry has a therapist, or at least that he did. He knew he needed to start there. No more of this work problems capitalist bullshit. He needed to know, first, if there was more to this puzzle. Hi, you must be Buster. Yes, hi. So, I'm aware that you have done therapy in the past. Obviously, I'll need some catching up on your life details, but we can start wherever. Do you see a therapist? What's that? Do you see a therapist? Like, you have all these clients, and and you are a therapist, but do you see one, too? Uh, Well, yes, every so often. Not weekly, like most clients, but maybe once a month or less. What's their name? I'm sorry, but uh, is there a reason? He stays pretty busy. What? 
is their name. It, 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 it's Brent. God damn it, Jerry. Buster walks out of the office. He can't believe it. He knows he has to get to the bottom of this, or is it the top? He doesn't know, but he does know he will be needing some extra time. He calls his manager, tells him he wants to use his two vacation days he saved up over the eight years he has worked for the screen company. His manager is shaky about it. The manager says he'll have to go help put out some wildfires in Cali to earn them back, unless he saves up for another eight years. Buster's fine with that. This is too important. He needs answers. As his phone call ends and Buster is about to pull out of the lot. Buster, wait! Buster rolls his eyes up and his window down. If Jerry came all the way out here, it must be important. What is it? I think I know who you seek. Who? Brent? Yeah, I'm already on it. I'll I'll find him and then ask him if he has a therapist. Exactly. You are looking for a therapist, Crime Supreme. I'm sorry, what? The therapists of all therapists. He doesn't see a therapist, and all roads lead to him. You're fucking with me. I'm not. Jerry slides Buster a small piece of paper. Go here. They will take you to him. I have to go. Jerry looks from Buster to the trees above him, and back to Buster with a finger over his lips. (laughs) Buster looks up and sees a bird sitting in the tree watching them. Is that thing... He puts his hand over Buster's mouth. Go. Buster shoves the paper in his pocket and drives away. His adrenaline is on full blast. He is driving recklessly, trying to make it home as quick as possible so he can pack a bag and get moving. He stops for Sonic on the way home, though, as he can't pass up those happy hour deals. He gets a popcorn chicken and honey mustard Sonic blast (laughs) before putting pedal to the metal to get home. Once he arrives, he sees his front stoop is covered, and I mean covered, in bird shit. They're on to me, he thinks, as he rushes inside and closes all the blinds. He takes the paper out of his pocket and reads, Find the pool with the patio furniture. There you will find the entrance. What the fuck, he thought. This was supposed to be an address. What do I do now? A loud thud is heard on the window. He opens the blind just slightly to see a bird has flown straight into the window, killing itself, and is twitching slightly on the ground below. I gotta get out of here, Buster thinks. He violently packs a bag and decides to go stay with a buddy until he can figure out his next step. On the way to his friend's house, he passes one of those stores that sells pools. You know, the ones on the side of the highway that have pools turned sideways facing the road so you can see them as you drive by. The ones you saw when you were a kid and dreamt about getting in your backyard. And then it hits him. He crosses all four lanes of traffic to get off at the next exit and pulls into the pool store. He barges in. Do you have a cleaning service? Or do you recommend it? The employees are silent. No one really comes into the pool store with demands. Usually their day is spent convincing truly middle-class people that they are upper-middle class and therefore can afford a pool and try to sell them the largest one by convincing them them by convincing them they will surely have more kids and will need the extra space when in reality they are selling them the larger one so that they can make commission to take home to their low-class family, which they are convinced is middle-class and not actually just poverty painted over with manifest destiny. They stare at Buster. Is there anyone that you can recommend to clean pools? One of the employees confusingly hands Buster a business card for a pool cleaning service owned by some fucking teenager. Thanks. Buster hops in his car and drives straight to the pool cleaning business. He asks if they are hiring and puts in an application. His interview is strange. It doesn't feel like his last job, which he has decided now he will be not re- which he has decided now he will not be returning to. This one feels like like people might be not miserable. He pushes the feeling down. He's here for one purpose. 
We now see a shot of Buster driving a truck to work. He has different hair, and he is wearing glasses to show the time has passed. We infer that it has been a couple years. Buster has actually become accustomed to being a pool boy. He keeps up a good tan, gets free chocolate jalapeno blasts, and has made some real friends. In fact, he's almost completely forgotten about the therapist Prime Supreme until at the turn of the season from winter to spring. When the sun comes out and the days are getting longer, when the flowers start to bloom and the bugs come out to play, he arrives at a job that is pretty common for spring. The pool is covered, and it's got a blanket of leaves. After talking to the owner of the house, a worn-looking older gentleman, he finds that the pool hasn't been cleaned in several years. Oh, no problem, he thought. I can tell the receptionist this job will take a little longer than expected and just hang out here today. He heads to the backyard to get to work. He blows the leaves away and starts to take off the cover when he hears from the owner. Oh yeah, forgot to mention. Several years ago, a group of shitty college students rented the house and threw all the patio furniture in the pool. I haven't been able to fish it out myself. Buster takes off the cover and sees the furniture. Prime time. Wow. Prime time. Nice. We get it because you prime a pool with chemicals. It's a really good joke. Yep, and, also, and also, who, Brent? The therapist Prime Supreme. Who, Brent? <laughs> who, Brent? Who, yeah. Brent? Who, Brent? There, and what's cool about that, I'm not going to, no, that's mean. I'm not going to. I was going to be a grammar Nazi. I'm not going to. So I have a way that I think that it ends. How does it end? Well, With Brent? I want to know what you guys think first. Where should it go? I think that I the think, owner is the gatekeeper yeah, to like that. hell. I think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think the teenager that owns the pool cleaning service is the therapist. Skeleton comes out. It's his pool. Uh, <laughs> Skeleton yeah. is the therapist Skeleton. prime supreme. I love Skeleton so much. <laughs> yeah, I, and then, yeah. Skeleton is the what is it? The, the therapist prime supreme. Therapist prime. Yeah. That's a cool name. Therapist prime supreme. And, and he only he accidentally whistles. becomes like, you know, his third eye is woken. He's yeah. like, oh, I don't even like this. <laughs> and then he's reluctant. But then yeah. he, you know, like Doctor Strange, basically. I like I, basically Doctor Strange. Too, oh no, too. you go. I just I think the pool boy is the one because like all the therapists will go to him and they'll be like, yeah, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I got like, all this work piling up, and the pool boy's like, man, nah, fuck it, man. And they're like, you're so right. Like everyone, yeah. everyone is like, you're so right. Yeah, like, I, I like, I like the just profound. Yeah, for some reason, smoke weed every day. You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think that therapist Prime Supreme is like a fractal being. He's like spiky. He has no human features other than uh, arms and legs and a torso and, and a skulls. head. But past that, he's just he's just fractal shiny, skulls. He's shiny skulls. fractal. Um, yeah. like, um, like, uh, geometric patterns. Yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With it, dude. I think, I, I think a really good ending, um, for this is what happens is Buster, um, he's just walking along with his nephew, Lucas Hedges, and he goes, <laughs> I can't take care of you. Um, I just got to do me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the best that I can do. And then he leaves Manchester. I think that's how this one ends. And then mm. indie music. Play softly mm. as mm. Buster looks off into the sky. Oh wait, fuck! That's a that's a movie already. <laughs> Most of these are movies already. What is yeah. this? Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. <laughs> so here's how I imagine that it ends. So he gets down there, like he, you know, essentially it's the river sticks, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> so he gets he gets down there to the therapist prime supreme, and there's like a castle. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the therapist is sitting there and he goes in to have a session with him and the therapist prime supreme kind of talks like in in roundabout nonsense phrases that like if you read into it it's like oh hashtag deep but like if you don't then it's like you don't make any fucking sense yeah. it like you remember that sketch jimmy kind of like wrote, david um, lynch about the kid who has cancer and there's the mobster who says things oh, that don't yeah. make sense yeah. like stuff like that um and that buster is like what are you even saying like i came to you for answers and he gets so frustrated um and then he gets so upset and so worked up that he's like that's it i fucking quit and then he runs straight into a window and kills himself like the bird <gasps> and then oh, i like that sad. and then he he reincarnates himself what is uh <laughs> what does therapist prime supreme look like <laughs> is he a fractal being? <laughs> Just some geometric I'm, shapes. I'm picturing. Let me let me tell for the listener. This is what I'm thinking. A suck. If you've ever watched uh, Scooby Doo's um, the movie with the, the cyber. Demon, oh my god! Yo, I'm no, thinking Blake, of the cyber demon. Blake, <laughs> when I there's no way you'll ever believe me, and there's oh no way anyone god. at home will believe me when you said that he's all fractal beings. The first thing that I thought of was that demon from the, the ah, fucking like sci-fi Scooby-Doo yeah. movie. Cyber demon, dude. He can look like that. He's the cyber demon. I was just wait. Why is he a bad person? I thought he was a therapist. He's not a bad. Therapists person. are bad. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> He's not a bad person. Yeah. He just is a, like. There's a racket. So. Yeah. His third eye is so open mm-hmm. that he can't even speak in a way. That makes sense. I can't oh. die in any way that's meaningful to you. Yeah. Oh, just wow. like, just like. Wouldn't that be a philosopher though? Because a therapist kind of. interprets philosophy uh, for your life, right? I suppose. A therapist Checkmate. tells me why Checkmate. my dreams always <laughs> have a atheist. big man made out of swords and he keeps stabbing my mom. What's up with that? <laughs> anyway, let's read Austin's sketch. All right. So I did not write a formal <laughs> script this week. I read. Um, All right. A piece of prose, and we're all going to divvy it up. And you'll see there's there's five parts to this. Logan, you read a lot, so you're going to read part three. Got it. All right, I'm going to read part one. Uh, Blake, you're going to read part two. Can I read nice. part 69? Um, nice. Megan, you'll read part four. Jimmy, you'll read part five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is excerpts from Reggie's Electronics Employee Handbook. Part 1. Mission Statement and Employee Expectations Here at Reggie's Electronics, we strive to give everyone a fighting chance at the products they want for the price they deserve. No matter what walk of life you come from or which blood lord you've pledged to, when you walk into Reggie's Electronics, you can put your rifles down and feel at ease perusing our shelves. Reggie's prides itself with the exclusive trade deals it's made with all the nomad packs, cannibal militias, and diddle kings that plague what's left of the earth. This sense of neutrality extends to employees as well. As a new employee of Reggie's Electronics, you are expected to adhere to all of Reggie's sales guidelines, dress code according to all rules in the handbook, and to never greet a customer with a smile, but instead with the new custom of fluid exchange. This book should ensure your success and survival here in our walls, but if you ever have questions about company policy, feel free to ask your manager or any HR kiosk in your break room. Never, ever, don't ever, ever enter the blue room. Most shifts you won't see it, but when you do, do not approach. Do not kneel to it in fealty. 
Do not address it by its true name or let it learn yours. And of course, have fun out there. Part two, weapons policy. Some guests will be wandering in from different parts of the wastes, and it is natural for them to feel uneasy about relinquishing their weapons at our arms check-in. That's why they need a courteous employee to reassure them that they will be safe in our store. You can point out the various turrets and sentries posted above the shelves that are unbiased and are there to mow down anyone that is armed, threatening guests or shoplifting to an 87% accuracy. Our security measures across the board make us the safest retailer in the new Midwest and third in the continent. After assuring the guest, make sure to do a proper pat down for hidden weapons. Boot heels, anuses, and fupa folds are optimal holsters for hidden weapons and other contraband. Use your handy metal detector and bowel evacuator in order to assure a guest isn't trying to pull a fast one on you. If a guest still resists, you have every right to ask them for leave. If the guest is actually a party of seven or more, you have about five seconds to close the blast doors. It's the second red button from the top right, three down. Good luck and make sure to never, never smile. Part three, dress code. Reggie's polo, Reggie's khakis, no blood stains, shave your head, but make sure to save the clippings. Part four, stocking and inventory. A majority of your job will be checking in new orders and making sure they're out on the floor in a timely fashion. All orders will arrive when no one is in the store except the general manager and only then. Do not ask where it comes from and do not ask to watch. As a side note, if you notice there is an item guests frequently request but isn't on our shelves, make sure to think about it quietly at least three to four times in a 48-hour period and we will process your request. All inventory items must be unpacked and checked off on the shipping manifest before the slip is to be folded and filed in the inventory cabinet. Make sure it is hot dog fold and not hamburger fold. The hamburger fold will not fit. Also make sure none of the items are damaged. They shouldn't be, and if any of them are, immediately report to the manager and only look into his eyes. Do not look at the blue door. (laughs) After inventory is stocking, make sure all products have a price tag and a secret whispered inside it before being put out onto the floor. This ensures all guests understand the retail price and the true price of any item. If you are out of secrets, dig deeper, they're there. (laughs) Failure to do so will result in 20 minutes of tickle time, exponentially increased by 10 minutes for each subsequent infraction. Part five, checkout. Unlike most retailers, Reggie's Electronics does not have a formal cashier slash checkout station. Instead, when guests have finished selecting their products, they must say the word troubadour, and they will be charged at a later date by our collection team. If the guests do not understand or forget the word troubadour, they are an imposter. They should have never learned of Reggie's electronics and slipped through our security. Shoot them. They do not belong. (laughs) They are not humans. They are more. Shoot them right now. Aim for the left clavicle and the liver. The liver is their weak spot. Keep firing until you are sure they are dead and then shoot again. Reload. Now smile. That's it. You know what to do. Congrats! You're now a part of the Reggie's Electronics family. Now get out there. Make a difference. There are no transfers, and you cannot ask where our other locations are. That's Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Brilliant. That was awesome. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I like in the section that I read when it 
you have to whisper the secrets. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching a documentary right now about the cult Nexium y- with you've my roommate. This five yes. times. Yes. I'm very interested in it. And something that they had to do um, to be a part of like the secret society, which was up, which was inside of Nexium, um, was offer up collateral. Nexium, the pill? Nope. Was the, offer the up sex cult. Oh. Yeah, they had to offer up collateral in order to be a part of the secret society. It's it's essentially blackmail. Like they would make these women yeah, like, like send in a, like nude yeah. photos or like the deed to their yeah, home, the like stuff doing like that. that. For a long time. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's like, funny. It's because something in the show or something in Nexium is like if they ran out, if they're like, you have pictures of my pussy, you have the deed to my home, you have every like everything about me, they'd be like, make it up. Like, so what do you said? Like the dig deeper, it's there. It's like, that is real shit that cults oh, do. Wow. Uh, I would like to award this piece of literature an honorary Danger Junior cum stain. Okay. Uh, <laughs> listeners at home, I hope you're keeping track diligently. We've only awarded two of these. I don't yeah. want one. Uh, I don't. Including this one. The <laughs> Wait, other I one, got one? No, no, the other one was, was quiet and in my heart. No, you gave me one for the game show sketch. It was the game show sketch <laughs> is the mm. other one that I gave a cum stain to. I, I, thank you, Logan. It makes me feel really honored. I yeah. just want to keep writing nice. about different rules you have to follow. Oh, yeah. Reggie's Electronics. Yeah. You could bring this yeah. back up anytime, mm-hmm. adding yeah. adding subsections Yeah, I want to hear like a disciplinary and... hearing for Reggie's Electronics. Oh, my God. That would be a great I wanna hear, short story. I want to like hear the their policy. You know how when you have to go through sexual harassment training? Oh, yeah. Like, I want to... What's their I mean, policy Did you ever that? see... Did you ever see the book that Mark Frost wrote about the secret history of Twin Peaks? I, I know it exists. I never read it. It's like a 900-page dossier that's like fake files and shit. Oh, that's um, really cool. But it's it's cool. I mean, um, is it like is it the kind of Twin Peaks where like um, fucking Wendell Merrill shows up? It's like Ugh. the kind of Twin Gross. Peaks where David Lynch is not involved yeah, but gives yeah, exactly. his seal of approval. Sure, yeah. he's like it's fine. Yeah, Mark, whatever. Um, but the concept is something that could very much work for something like this, especially yes. if uh, it was actually good. It was actually made up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, it was fun, guys. Wow, this yeah. was so fun. Yeah, it was great, man. Good great episode. Good yeah, app. Yeah, good app, right. I'm going to start on, on episodes where um, the DJ Cumstain Award is given. I'm going to start putting, like, we need, like, a little graphic for that, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put it on when I post it to social. Be like, this is an episode where with a cum stain, with a cum stain, and then we, and then once Certified we've got like two hundred episodes, we can have a playlist of all the cum oh. stains. What, what if the what if the stamp is actually a soggy biscuit? Disgusting. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna write that down. Yes. Great. Hey, <laughs> hey, thanks guys for listening. Uh, make sure you're checking out our social page. It's uh, Danger J R P R on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you like us, make sure to give us uh, good ratings on Apple. You don't have to do like a real review. Just give us some five stars. Helps yeah, us maybe, push up the charts. And so, also, yeah, Apple, thumbs up. Apple, if like five stars for those of you that understand, that's like a cum stain for Apple. Right. That's like yes. their way to put of, it in a nomenclature. I didn't really understand it until for it took me a while yeah. to understand what that in meant. Verbiage that our listeners but would understand. Yeah. And make sure you're listening to the Danger Junior podcast. The other members of Danger Junior that currently reside in Nashville have a podcast as well. It comes out every other Monday, also on Apple and Spotify. Michelle like- Obama actually has a podcast as well that I wanted to put out there. <laughs> yeah. so. That is a part okay. of the Danger Junior podcast yeah. network. <laughs> we're, act- we're sort of a splinter off that, but yeah. Thank you.
All right. She did now. I love you, boys. Bye-bye. Bye-buster. Bye-buster Jones. The Danger Junior Writer's Room is a Danger Junior production. Come suck. Produced by Austin Zessen, Logan Baggerly, Megan Castleberry, Jimmy D, and Blake Brown. Come suck. Engineering by Jim D and Blake Brown. Come suck. Edited by... Austin's Essen Comsock theme song by Blake Brown, Jimmy D, and Logan Baggerly Comsock. Make sure to follow this show and all Danger Junior Productions at DangerJRPR on Twitter and Instagram. That's Danger Junior Productions spelled DangerJRPR on Twitter and Instagram. Comsock. All right, she dead now. Bye bye.